Thank you for that. You're welcome. A bit of funky bass there. Oh, I love that. I love that. Oh, bloody loud. That's better. That's better. Oh, that's good. Can you, can you all hear us all right in your headphones? Yeah, I've got you. Yeah, I'm good. You yeah. good? Am I loud? Shall I move further forward or come back? Forward. Or it's up to, it's come up forward. forward. Come forward. Cool. This is why we should do a sound check before we just hit record, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> Possibly. <laughs> The amount of shows we've done between us, <laughs> where we sound check before we actually go on stage, we should yeah, yeah. we should learn from those yeah. lessons. <laughs> so, uh, episode number seven. Yes, really? preceded by six, followed by eight. <laughs> yeah, it's a prime number, only divisible by one in itself. <laughs> Wikipedia, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, and I'd like to introduce guest number seven, Adam Shmani. Hello. Ah, you said it wrong. Oh, shit. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Everybody says it wrong, don't worry. You correct me. It's Kamani. It's a silent H. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Right. Edit. Oh. I would like to welcome... <laughs> do it, do it. We'll just leave it all in. It's fine. Everyone gets it wrong. Oh, I'm so used to it, I don't oh, care okay. anymore. It's all right. Um... And Adam and I go back a long way, don't we, Adam? Yes, I believe... Was it 11 years I said earlier? Shit, is it really? I think so, because I think I started in Fret in 2007. Yeah, yeah. I, I was there uh, slightly is... before you, I think, wasn't I? But I it think wasn't, so. wasn't a long time before you, and we kind of started at the same time. This yeah. is a question I often ask, how, you know, how mm. did you meet? So Fret is the link. Fret, Fret is the link for a lot. Oh, God. They were, yeah, they were there for all of us for a yes. long, long time. It was the musical, musical hub of Southampton yeah, for us, wasn't it? It was. It was. And sadly, I was obviously in, in Australia when it closed. Is it for a reason or? Um, basically, I left and it all went to <laughs> the top. So. Fair it's enough. true, actually, because I left before you. Yes. So it's um, not my fault. So no, it's not my fault. fault. I, I left twenty end of 2012 yeah. to then start my job at the uni, yeah. um, at Sonant Uni. And within a couple of years, it was gone, so... It's, it's my fault. <laughs> Just blame me. Everyone else does. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I came back from Australia two years ago, and I was one because I moved into Shirley mm-hmm. and thought, oh, yeah, yes. finally I can straight walk a walk to Fretz. You know, and um, there in, it's it was a, a DJ a, it was, shop. It was a lowly DJ shop. So. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I've been in. It's weird going in there. Have you been in there? I, no, I, I, it was a bit odd. Yeah. Because the, the inside is all, all like almost exactly the same. They haven't changed really? any walls Nothing. and the layout. No, the, the counters are the same. Yeah. Yeah, I, may, I might have to go in there. Because I've, I've, I've not been in it 
since Ed moved down to Unit Six or whatever it was, right, yeah. up to um, then up to the High Street again, but a bit further down. Um, so I went in those, but I never went back into the original shop because yeah. I kind of didn't want to. Yeah, but I should probably go back and have a look and yeah. just sort of reminisce <laughs> <laughs> just walk in and like, I see what you're doing wrong guys it looks exactly the same you don't want to do that there's no guitars or basses yeah exactly <laughs> so so um, in a sentence or two then can you sum up although we've got 11 years to cover mm-hmm. where you are now where I am now so I'm working um, as a music technician for Solent University Southampton which they have just now renamed and rebranded for some reason, I have no idea why. Just all of a sudden, we got an email through saying we've changed our name. Like, okay. So, what is it now? Sorry, Solent University Southampton. So it used to be the Institute, used to be the Institute, then it went to <clears throat> Southampton Solent University. Yeah. Everybody just called it Solent because it was you know shorter and quicker and easier. Yeah. So, they've now changed it to Solent University Southampton. Um, so they're all doing all the rebrand and all that sort of stuff at the moment. Um, so I work there as a music technician, I look after the music performance course the performance production course and the production course. Mm. So there's three three courses that I kind of technically run in a, in a, in a way. So I've got um, four rehearsal rooms that I look after, mainly, um, with all the, the drums and the amps and the acoustics and all that sort of stuff. Um, I fix that on a daily basis when they break things oh, and I can imagine. bring it back in and don't bother telling me it's just like, oh yeah no I broke a string last week did you yeah. I was like no no I found it thank you for telling me I appreciate that <laughs> um, so yeah I, I, I do that I do all the sort of the logistics for them they obviously have um, uh, assessed gigs during the year so every year does two gigs uh, well first and second year do two gigs a year and they need to be assessed. And obviously we go down to a venue. Um, normally Talking Heads or... Uh, well, Talking Heads is going. Talking Heads is. is going now, isn't it? I heard this rumour. Yep. Yep. Unfortunately. Mike told me... Uh, heads up to Mike. Thanks for coming around and jamming the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Mike told me the other night that um, it was going. And I was like, oh, I'm just back and just played there once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> a shame. You know, is it, yeah. what, is it like monthly deadline or... End of September, I think. Is it, is it yeah, that close? Like that. Yeah. So yeah, I I, t- I take the work van and, and we go down there and I take all the gear down, set it all up, and say that stay there all night and make sure that you know nothing falls over, nothing breaks, <laughs> and if you know, anything does, then I will go and sort it all out after we've watched them try and do it because that's always <laughs> always interesting. We we'll just sit there like oh, I don't know what I'm doing. When, so. when they inevitably fail, you step in. Yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> once I finish laughing, I will then go and <laughs> go, go and help. Um, we had we had some colleges in because we do like a, a college sort of open evening battle of the bands kind of thing as well, um, sort of towards the end of the the academic year. And there was one there was one band the band that eventually won, but the guitarists all set up and it was all you know all, all eager. I watched them during sound check. I was like, oh, they're quite rock and rolly. They're quite cool. Um, long hair, Les Paul. Um, yeah. Presses his pedal, goes with the first chord. Dead. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> And he's just like, oh no. And he tried and he tried for ages. And I sort of looked at, looked at my colleague Andy and was like, oh, I should probably go help him now, I suppose. We'll go over there and find out he's just basically plugged in the pedal the wrong no, way around. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. going in the out and out the in. And I was just like, there you go, try that. Is that, like, is that not you. part of the, the courses that you run? Is that not part of their learning, all that sort of stuff? Um, or is it more based on 
you know, actual the actual performance side of it, rather than the technical side of putting things together and all it, that. It's else. normally the the actual playing and, and learning how to play and all that sort of okay. stuff. That that was the, you know, that that was a college band, so they they came from oh, I can't remember Brockenhurst or something. I don't know. Um, and they sort of it's kind of like a, a recruitment thing that we do. I do about other bands and then sort of see if they want to come here and all that sort oh, of okay. stuff. That's cool. Um, but yeah, sort of the, the the course they do, they do quite a lot. So they will do theory. So the performance do a lot. We do theory as well as have their individual instrument lesson. Um, there will be first couple of years they'll be put into bands that they've then got to, you know, do covers and then write yeah. songs and all that sort of stuff. That's great, that's great. Um, and like do gigs and you know, written work, which is just. Shit, so is it that. a degree or is it like a? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a full degree. It's a three year, three year, full on job. Wow, yeah. okay, that's cool. So I'd love to have done. You've done, yeah, you've but done then, long when I when I did it in the year two thousand, I had the choice of London or London. I think <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. ATM hadn't even started by then. I don't think. Oh, so don't this think is pre ATM, so. and yeah. now the, and you get them all over the country. All now, over the similar place. Courses. Yeah, there's so many. It's just it's grown like wildfire. So. Yeah, I'd have I'd have. Probably, ugh, I said there's me saying I'd love to have done it. I'd have probably done it right up until the teacher gave me a crap cover to learn. Mm-hmm. I'd have been like, no, lost interest, see you later. <laughs> Come on. 17 grand down the drain. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, can't learn that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, it's not about that, is it? It's about being broad and learning everything. So, yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, they do workshops where they've got to learn, like, Pinball Wizard or, uh, cool. or, or Billy Jean or whatever. And they, you know, they all have to learn the part. And there's a reason that they're doing that song and why. Ties in with the... Yeah, exactly. With the, the theory how, learning and, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. How, how the song's written, how it's played and all that sort of stuff. And the discipline for that song and how to play and all that sort of stuff. Mm. So they, they, they learn that. They do that. They do a different song a week. Are they called LP, LPWs? Are you used to call them that? That's what I used to call them. Live performance workshops. Oh, we just call them workshops. Oh, okay. So well, I, was, I, mean, I used to be quite intimidated when I did that because you would step up. I mm. I wouldn't necessarily know what band I was playing with. Was uh, like, yeah, it's like you're a drummer, you're a singer, you're a keyboard player, you're a bass player. Up you get. Go. Yeah. You all know the song. Go. Exactly. Yeah, that's, then, that's exactly what. And all the other students that sat down in the audience oh. watching. Uh, yeah. Um, and it, then it and all teachers at the back are like, mm. I don't know, like music, mafia, well, yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> sit at the back with their arms, their arms crossed. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's intimidating. Um, but luckily the guys that I work with are, are, they can be a little bit intimidating, but in a good way. And they're a lot of fun. So they'll sit and take the piss out of each other as well yeah. as the students. And it, it, it's, it's, it's all sort of a give and take thing. So I would, I would set like the room up, I'd set the PA up and they would bring all the instruments down and, and I would sit at the back and sort of quote unquote mix it and just sort of sit there on my phone and say, like, oh, more of that. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll do that and I'll laugh uh, uh, along to the stupid innuendos that they come out with and all that sort of stuff. So, so yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Oh, um, you've been to a Caroline's Catherine gig. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. The pressure of having a microphone when not knowing what to say ever is yeah. just too much, oh, yeah. especially well for me. Yeah. Because we were going through some old live recordings the other day, and some of the stuff you said. I can't, believe, I can't even remember saying some of that stuff. <laughs> Shocking. And like, yeah, you know. No, I'll put some, I'll, I'll, I'll insert some in here just to no, really embarrass you. No, don't, don't. Let's not, let's not go back there. When, um, when Aidan was in Spain, he met this girl. And it was horrible because he fell proper in love with her, and it turned out she was a robot. It sucked. So we wrote this song about her. 
<laughs> so when I when I um, when I know you now, yes, um, as someone who I can take my bases to mm-hmm. when I've knackered them, and then like if you don't there, you pass it back to me, and then you constantly uh, <laughs> just like a revolt, like a revolving. I was like, oh, door what, what one of you bought me this week? <laughs> <laughs> um, when I first met you. Um, Am I right in thinking that it was Fred where you started to kind of really get into that? And learn that, that yeah, and that's that's kind of where I, you know, I, I cut my teeth. I, I learned from, um, there was a, an in-house tech who used to come in on a Tuesday called Ken. I remember, you remember Ken. Ken. Oh, yeah. Crazy Ken. I wonder where Ken is now. <laughs> um, yeah, I, Ken was great fun. Was it? He, yeah. he, he was, was the hardest was man you've ever met. Ever. What was ever like, met. Tough heart. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh. Like, did karate was like a proper seventh down, which is yeah. like really right would go yeah, out he was, to he was one of the top in the country or something, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. one of the at least top three or something yeah. like that. Um, we'd go out to Japan every year and train and do all that sort of stuff because there was no one over here that could train him, yeah. so he would go out there and do all of that sort of stuff. And um, he was a lot of fun, he was a little bit hard work sometimes. <laughs> um, bless him. Hi, Kenny, if you're listening. Hi. When I say hard work, I mean um, really, really pleasant to work. <laughs> no. Yes, he, he used to love putting me in headlocks. It was so much fun. Oh, yeah, it did, he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not the biggest person in the world, but he would always pick on me and just grab me. and Yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun. I, I, I look back on, on that with very fond memories. But He had a collection yeah. of like 50 guitars or something, didn't he? Oh, yeah, 30, 50, something like yeah. that. From... I think that's awesome because like, Karate, like having a martial art in your life, that's massive dedication as it is. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is a lot of time chewed up of your week, you know, every mm. day. And then to have an, you know, another interest as well, like guitars, bass, whatever. Yeah. Because he, he, he taught awesome. as well, from what I remember. He had a dojo and everything, which yeah. was down in Portsmouth, I think, yeah, something I think like so. that. Um, yeah, he would have had to have been tough to yes. be in Portsmouth. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I, I learned a lot from Ken. I would used to on on a Tuesday. I would sort of supposed to obviously help um, customers and stuff, but I would rather sit and talk with him. And he would, you know, talk me through what he's doing on a setup and and mm-hmm. soldering and how he restrings things and, and and all that sort of stuff. So I I learned a lot from him. Um, and he had to go away to have a hip replacement, I think. I believe it's because of all the, the roundhouse kicking that he did, obviously. Yeah. Um, Chuck uh, Norris is hip right out. <laughs> yes, I, I think he even met Chuck Norris. I even no, did he? I no, think so. I'm, I, there's a, a vague recollection where he was in a movie and he was roundhouse kicked by Chuck. I, it's something <gasps> is, like is this a new chess? More than likely, oh, what? But it, oh, okay. I I think I could be completely and utterly wrong, and I could be getting that wrong. But I'm I'm sure there was something like that. He, he cool. could have been. Have we each got a Chuck Norris joke? No, just me. Go on, Carry on. go on. Then. No, no, no. You, you, can't, you, can't you know, there's like millions that. of Chuck Norris jokes, and there's one that made me. I think my brother told me, and he said, um, he said, well, no, it's not a joke. It's factual. <laughs> he says, um, Chuck Norris. Uh, you know Chuck Norris. I'm like, yeah. He goes, he doesn't do. Um, push-ups he does world push-downs <laughs> <laughs> I was like and there's hundreds of these so, yeah, I, I, yeah. I was very big into the, the stupid Chuck Norris facts, but for the life of me I can't remember no, any of them I'll go home later and I'll be like oh yeah that one um, so yeah I learned a lot from Ken um, yeah. and obviously Graham used to work there as well um, and he he would come in past guest Graham episode number four five four 
Three. Four. 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 Yep. Yes. time. <laughs> Should have trusted myself. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he, he would come in and help out and, and he would show me tricks that he had learned on the road and all that sort of stuff. So we, I, I taught him things. Like I was very good at doing like Floyd Roses or whatever. I could do that quite quickly. And he was like, how the hell do you do that so quickly? <laughs> I was like, well, you do this. And I, I, you know, I'd go through it with him. He was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then he would give me some sort of wisdom of knowledge. I mean, yeah, and nice, that's kind of how... That nice back and forthness. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I learned a lot from him. I learned a lot from, from Ken. Um, and the, the more recent stuff that I've been sort of doing and, and trying out, I've just looked on YouTube and found it all on there. And there's, there's, it's an amazing resource for all of that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. So. Yeah, true that. From more than just guitar it's anything you need to look mm. at how to pull your wing mirror off your car <laughs> yeah exactly you know, I've, I've done crazy. all of that yeah exactly um, that's it you know, it's amazing you know and me being a bit older than you guys I remember a time when it was not mobile phones and, yeah you know and there was not the internet was just sort of coming out and god man you didn't know you didn't know nothing nowadays <laughs> you know everything <laughs> at the click of a click of a pop shield yes click of a pop shield <laughs> but yeah but that's that's cool. But so, the solely bass teching, or do you, do you just mentioned Floyd Rose, and obviously that's a guitar yep. trend there. So that's cool. Yeah. So it's so any, I, any, I, any, I can do any string instruments at all. Uh, yeah. So I can do guitar. I can do bass. Um, I can be a drum tech as well. So I can reskin kits and tune those all up, um, and set those up quite quickly and quite easily. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of what I. And then with the, like say. Uh, I bring an old crappy ukulele to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it much the same? Like, it, yeah, is, is it's it just all, tune. Is, is there a, a standard set of rules you follow for most instruments with uh, strings? or Kind of, yeah. Um, so ukuleles are sort of very much in the nylon-strung acoustic kind of family because they're all kind of quite-unquote gut strings. Yeah. So you do it the same, exactly the same as a, as a, um, a classical guitar. So it's you. You use what you know from that on something that's ever yeah, so slightly smaller. Yeah. that has got less strings. So it's. Yeah. But the, the physics is the same. It's yeah, just yeah. Just... The, the, the theory is exactly the same. Yeah. But it's just the, the practice of doing it on certain stringed instruments is ever so slightly different. Mm. Basically, so. So you said Ken, Ken went off for a hip hop. Yeah, that's right. And then then hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. I mean, great. Did he, did he become Parappa the rapper? <laughs> Because <laughs> he was um, Kung Fu, wasn't he? Oh, there you go. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's very, very good. good. That's that's right. Right. <laughs> I used to love that. As a and then you kind of took over the reins then, I guess, did you? I did, yeah. So I took over the reins um, and then I just, on a, I think, yeah, again, I carried on on a Tuesday. That was my my day in the very small workshop bench thing that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would do all the setups and all the restrings and, and just do all of that. And I just did it day in and day out. It's a great way to learn, isn't it? it wow. Yeah, it's just, it, it's yeah. all repetitive. You know, I can restring a guitar in five minutes and, and not think about it because I've done it so many different times. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, um, I also started doing the, the eBay store for them as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So... Yeah, I had to do. I had to do a lot there, just, so to, just to say the, the least. All the packaging and all the shipping and the. Uh, yeah, all, all the listing. I took all the pictures. I did all the descriptions. Scott sorted out all the prices for me, and I just had a spreadsheet. And I just copied and pasted. My yeah. my Monday was basically my eBay day, so I would spend from like half nine in the morning until five o'clock in the, at night just doing that. Yeah. Um, I think the the record of 
putting something on and selling it was 14 minutes. Wow. Ah. Which I thought was quite cool. Do you, do you, cool. Do you remember yeah, what it was? Yeah, yeah. Uh, something very obscure. I think it was a pedal or something. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember. It was something very small. And yeah, it took all of 15 minutes. And I was like, oh, that's all right. <laughs> so, I was hoping it was one of my old bases I park exchanged. Something. <laughs> <laughs> I park exchanged old Warwick FNA. If anyone's got that, I'd like to have it back, please. I know, I know it's probably... 16 years ago but <laughs> I really missed that one <laughs> anyway moving on and then, then you discovered that you had a love for it and a real like affinity for it yeah um, and and again Graham said you know you're, you're actually really good at this <laughs> I was like oh, oh shit, I that. actually like you surprised him <laughs> <laughs> yeah he did actually you're, you're actually quite oh, good actually at this quite good. <laughs> um, have, you, the, have, you, have you got a technical mind or uh, yeah, I, I I very much like taking things apart and yeah. trying to figure yeah, out yeah. why it does the thing that it yeah. does. Um, I remember the first time I took a, a, a scratch plate off my first guitar. I was like, oh, what is actually in here? What 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 why makes? Is it, yeah, why yeah. does it do what it does? Exactly. So I've, I I remember taking it off and looking at it and going, oh, okay, I've got a clue what that does. And I screwed it back together. And I was like, oh, whatever. I can't I can't be bothered with that. I strung it back up and carried on playing it. So that, that was my first thing I did. Um, but then, then curiosity sort of. So you were a player in. before. A... Yes. So yeah, I was. I was a player before. Were you a player before you? Did you join fret music because you were a guitar player and that was the natural? Yes. Mm. Um, and I had started doing repairs and stuff, so I sort of cheekily put that on my CV. Yeah. Um, and I can remember it was my third day or something. Scott was like, "So you can refix things then?" I was like. so yeah so i just started off doing restrings there which i you know obviously got very good at and very quick at so and then it obviously the the whole ken thing happened and and, then yeah so so yeah after ken turned into proper rapper um (laughs) punch it's all in the mind (laughs) i still love that game sorry moving on Um, i gotta stop (laughs) Uh, yeah, so I, I carried on doing the repair work and, and, and Graham would come in and sort of help out and sort of watch me do stuff and bring stuff in for me. And um, and then there was an opportunity to go out um, to do a fest, uh, a couple of shows with a man called Angel Witch. Oh, yeah, all right. Um, so he had been out with them because obviously he was in Firebird with Bill and Bill was in Angel Witch at the time and it was all kind of... Kind of that. So he was he was taking for them and he needed an extra pair of hands. He was like, you know, we, we've, we've talked about this before. You said you kind of want to do it. Do you want to, do you want to come along? I was like, amazing. Yes, of course I do. Where did you go? Um, so the first gig was in Holland um, for the live. I can't remember what town it was, um, but that was kind of a two, three hundred cap venue. Um, from what I remember, there wasn't a massive amount of people there, mm-hmm. but it was basically a warm-up gig for the festival, which was the next day, um, which was a metal festival called Grass Pop Metal Meet, cool. which is in Belgium. Um, so we did that the next day, and that was my was technically my first ever festival that I'd ever been to ever. What was your role? What did you have to do? Um, so I helped set the stage up. Um, we did line check. And we just then had to. Watch. Did, you, did you do the cool thing, right? This is, a, this is what I've always wanted to do, where just before the bang is on, the guitar stick goes out and make sure that the guitars are working, come back through the monitors. So it's just you on stage with a whole audience. 
And it's usually an ACDC riff, isn't it? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Have you done that? Have you done yes, that I've done that many, many also, times. What does it now. feel like? Uh, it's all right, actually. It's good fun. <laughs> um, you know, 15 seconds of fame, you'll just sit up there, drifting <laughs> yeah. away in E or whatever. The band's coming on, the band's, the band's coming on. Oh. Oh. No. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Um, I actually remember, I went to see POD, Payable on Death, whatever they're called. Uh, yeah, I went to see them. Like Disney um, Metal. Yeah, yeah, and they were. I didn't. It was just a gig. It was just one another one of the hundreds of gigs I used to go when I was younger. And um, a guitar tech came out and actually played a part of a POD song, and, it, and the audience went mad. And like and then, you know, it obviously wasn't him. He was a completely different race, and you know, and all this sort of stuff. And but it was just weird. I thought that's a bit odd. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe you're just so they're so entwined, and they're just yeah. yeah first thing that came to his head. I don't know. Bit bizarre, yeah. A bit, but I, I, I don't do that. I normally play Superstition by uh, I'll do you. That's, yeah. your, that's your riff, is it? Uh, that, that's no. kind of that's my go to riff. And normally, I'm, I'm down, down tune either half a step, a whole step, or down to B. Give it so some. it just sounds you're plugged in. No, oh, hang on. Um. See, that's usually played to thousands, but it's a private performance. Just yes, exactly. We are honoured. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So that that day, or that sort of those two two gigs, I was there to set everything up, make sure everything was working, um, and and yeah, so sound check the guitar, and this was in a tent that was full of about three thousand people or something. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Um, so we had we had um, Alan who was doing the the drum tech. Um, Graham and me to do the the two guitars and bass. Mm-hmm. So he was, I think, at the time he was doing Bill's guitar. So he was he was line checking Bill's guitar, and I was doing Kevin's guitar, which is the the main guy. This is the the guy who started Angel Witch and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So um, he's the only one that sings as well. So I'm stood right at the front, you know, microphone yeah, in front cool. of me. Um, and yeah, so it kind of gets round. So obviously we've done drums, we've done bass, we've done the two guitars separately, then together, and then it comes to the vocal check, which I've not done. Oh, you've got to do that. I had to do that in front of three thousand people. Did you First do time super- I've ever done it. <laughs> Please tell me you did superstition. <laughs> no, no, I just. <laughs> No, I didn't do that, unfortunately. Oh, um, so I was just frozen on the spot, and I was like, oh, God, I've got to do this now. That's where my mischief bone cuts loose. You know what I mean? I just can't help. That's what goes wrong. I just can't help but do something dickish. And you're just like, don't, man, don't. Oh, I've got done it. Do you know what I mean? But what do you do? Do you do the classic? I, I just did the classic, check, yeah, check. check, yeah, one, two, one, two, check. And I just, I belted it out as loud as I possibly could. Because it, I, with a really guitar, you can just kind of strum it. With a mic... You've got to stand there. The EQ in. and the compressor levels are set for that specific singer, aren't they? So you've mm-hmm. got to try and replicate what he's doing to make sure you get an accurate... Yeah, exactly. You've oh, got, got to sing. get the volume, the volume Yeah, you've out, got to get the volume out there, everything. Blimey. And then is it, is it a, uh, a myth or is there like scent and all that sort of stuff? And Yeah. I remember, um, you know, sound checking the microphones with words I've heard guys go using syphilis and all oh, that yeah. sort of stuff. And I'm yeah. like, blimey. <laughs> <laughs> chill, chill out. <laughs> but... but I, I, I do that sometimes. Or I do the, the spinal tap one where it's, um, what is it? 
this is mic number one, this is mic number one, isn't this a lot of fun? Oh, do you do that? Yeah, I, yeah, I always that, do that. Do you yeah. get like a nod of recognition? And every now and then I get a little smirk or a little <laughs> giggle in the corner somewhere and I'm like, yeah. A little tip, a little tip of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the sound man knows I do it and he's just sort of, I can, I can see him and he's always sort of smiling whenever I do it and I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, that was, that was the first time I ever did a mic check in front of more than the mirror. Yeah. So that was, that was weird and I'm, I'm generally quite a quiet person. I don't really... I, I'm quite introverted, so I, I, I quite like to sit and listen to, to conversations. So I had to stand there and completely belt out, check onto all that sort of stuff. Wow. Um, and, yeah, like Graham and, and, and Alan came up to me afterwards and was like, oh, I didn't expect that from you. <laughs> so... That's good. So, That's yeah, good that, that was cool. It was kind good of like stories. a baptism of fire in a way, so... Mm-hmm. Well, know. we said this with Graham when he came on, is that... You can you can learn to play guitar and you can learn to play drums and you can learn to be a singer, but actually mm-hmm. the, the teching job, there's no there's no proper no, exactly, course. Yeah. There's, no, there's no there's no route to get to that point. It's it completely deep end, isn't it's it? A, yeah, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It's a deep end drop, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's there's, there's no rule. Well, there's kind of a rule book, but there's no as you just explained. You just, yeah, yeah, you, you just, just go get chucked in at the deep end. I'm gonna. I hope I'm not jumping the gun here, but I've got to ask you: mm-hmm. Have you had a world class nightmare, or have you been pretty lucky so far? Um... I've had, I've had a few, yeah. not nothing major. Because the, I, know, the I know those when something goes wrong, like one second lasts half an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, what is it? Yeah, and then, then then you watch it back on YouTube, the... and it's like, oh, was that was that yeah. it? What was I worried <laughs> exactly. about? Yeah, what was that? Like? So, so yeah, know, no, yeah. I, I I have had that. Every text had that. You, you you have your good days and you have your your rough. Is it days. usually the same problem? Is it like a power issue normally, or is it right? So it's. As Graham said, it's some you know you think oh my god that amp's gone. It's like no, it leads falling out, and it's 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 literally that sometimes. Um, and I can remember this is sort of jumping forward a little bit. I was out with Carcass, and Graham was working with Ghost, and they were actually on the stage god, after awesome. us. Awesome. Um, and I had a problem with stage left guitar, so they all you know I had an hour to sort of set up and sound check, which is bliss. Mm-hmm. Because um, normally you only get like what twenty minutes or so, and you're rushing around like a blow off fly and everything. But have a, to actually have an hour to set everything up, get the sounds you want. It's just like oh, okay, cool. Well, I've got this. This is fine. Um, we did the drums, we did the bass, guitars. Everything was fine. Everything was all cool. Um, everything was on battery because it was before they actually had sort of Graham had gone in and you know, given them pedal boards and all that sort of stuff. Um, and the intro tape was on. Go for the first song. Yeah. Stage left guitar wasn't working. Oh, no. I was like, oh shit! And then they were looking at you, are they? Uh, do you yeah, get, do you get the instant <laughs> stares, the instant. Oh, yeah, no, so like, oh no, death stares. Yeah, and and annoying. Now I kind of gave them all the thumbs up, which I always do. It's just like you all, everything all good. They're like, yeah, yeah, that's all fine. And they all give you the thumbs up. I was like, brilliant. This would be nice and easy. No. no, so I then had to run all the way around the, the back of the stage. Graham obviously was was there setting up and getting all this sort of stuff. He sort of noticed that. Something was up mm. and everything, so we sort of came over. And was like, I was like, no, it's not bloody working. So, took all the leads out, plugs just like the tuner in, it worked. So I was like, right, let's get past the first song. I'll plug everything else back in and try and figure out what the hell's going on. Um, so, we do that, get through the first song, I then go back, plug it all in again, works fine. Yeah. I haven't got a clue what was wrong. So, it was probably something stupid like I hadn't plugged in a lead properly because, you know, it happens. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and whilst I was doing that and sort of sorting it all out, while I go into the second or third song or whatever it was, I look up and I see Graham on stage 
picking up the mic from the singer because it just drooped down because it hadn't been um, tightened okay. up properly. Okay. And I was just like, oh, shit, it's going to be one of those gigs, isn't it? <laughs> um, I mean, that's the, that's the only thing that actually happened. Um, and the only other annoying thing was because it was an outside festival. The Swiss Chris, as I, Graham mentioned on, on his one, he was he does all the, the lighting and, and all the smoke and everything, and he was just flooding the stage with as much smoke as possible so I couldn't see a thing. <laughs> so I had a complete nightmare. It's just like, great, I can hear everything, but I've just got a wall of white smoke in front. I was like, for God's sake. So I had to keep running around and everything. So, so yeah, that was, that was my most disastrous yeah. gig. I've, I've obviously had stuff like broken strings and... That kind of stuff. I had, yeah, a, yeah. I had a bass drum that's just crept forward throughout the entire song and set yeah. and everything. So I've had to go on and whilst he's playing, trying to get it all back to where it was and stuff. So I've done all of that, and that's just that's part and parcel of it, yeah, unfortunately. Because yeah. you, you, you know, that's if you're it. using rental gear, you don't know. It's, it's not your stuff, so you don't know how to set it all up. Because you, you were as saying well. just saying before we press record, you've been in Japan. Yes, so I, I've, I've been out there twice now. You can't get all your gear to Japan, can you? It's all rental, is it? Do you get uh, guitars out there? Guitars go out there. Guitars, yeah. So if, if we're flying out to somewhere, if we're doing what's known as a fly date, we will take, um, we'll take guitars, we'll take two main guitars, a spare guitar, and we'll take a bass guitar, as well as their pedals. No spare bass? Um, no, because it's very rare, touch wood, <laughs> that the bass players that I work with actually break... A bass string, um, because they're probably low fat strings, aren't they? Well, exactly. Yeah, they're they're yeah. you know not pansy little nines on a <laughs> on a strat or whatever. You know, so they're 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 not going to break. And and luckily, um, like Jeff from Carcass, he he plays with a pick, but he plays very lightly. He's not really thrashing right. at it. You expect so a band quite... like that to be like? I know. Yeah. I was just thinking I'd say the same mm. thing. That's crazy. Yeah. But he, he's got, he's got there's, a, there's a guitar sans amp thing that he uses that I've no idea if he still uses it. I'm going back to sort of 2013. Um, and that thing is just, that's filthy. Absolutely filthy. Literally a sans amp like we've got on the um, It's not that one. There's, there's another one that they do. There's a big one with three, um, three channels on it and stuff. Is that? Yeah, it's it's not, nice. no, it's not that. It's actually a guitar pedal oh, instead of a bass pedal. Oh, so yeah. it's, which might make we're, we're getting very geeky. Yeah, very sorry, geeky. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. sorry. There's, there's more to come. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he, he uses that. He uses a pick and he uses, you know, he, he's quite a light player. Well, I think that's the definition of, I and mean, we were talking about this with the Haley, weren't we? Like, I think probably the definition of good technique is to put in just enough as you need to get the sound you want. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he sounds. Oh, sorry, I've got a dodgy. Can you hear that? Are we? Are we, are we there? He's probably got. It sounds, it sounds like he's got a good technique because he knows what, how much effort he needs to play. Yeah, exactly. That's so right. So he's, yeah. he's doing all of the death metal growling whilst trying to play as well. So he's not. He's going to put more effort into actually doing the, you know, the singing yeah. and all that sort of yeah. stuff than actually thrashing the bass. So. So which bands have you worked with then? So you mentioned Angel Witch. That's so yeah, I've, I've worked with Angel Witch, who I'm still currently working with. I've been them since 2011, so seven years now. Wow. Seven, yeah. Um, I've worked with um, I worked with Carcass for about a year, um, a band called Orange Goblin. Again, oh. Graham's, Graham's worked with them as well, which again, oh, awesome. it's, it's all very incestuous. We all, yeah, we all yeah. know each other and we all sort of use each other. Well, they yeah, trust you, that's why, isn't Well, it? yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, so when, you know, when Graham can't, couldn't do stuff for, for Angel Witch was like get Adam to do it you'll be fine because mm-hmm. um, he obviously went off with Ghost and, and got very busy doing that um, and then same with 
Same with Orange Goblin. Again, he was just like, you know, I'm with Ghost. I can't really do that. Give Adam a call. I'm sure he'll be able to go on the road for three weeks with you, and he'll, you know, you'll be in the safest hands ever. Blah blah, blah all that sort That's of cool. stuff. Um, so yeah, those three I've worked with uh, a band called Gentlemen's Pistols, um, which is another band that Bill is in, um, which is a very much a sort of a seventies. Uh, kind of new wave of British heavy metal kind of thing again um, very very cool really lovely guys a lot of fun I've done that and um, some ever so slight work with um, a band called Grand Magus as well oh yeah cool so, I remember them yeah excellent so yeah they're, they're, they're the bands that I I have worked with and, and how do you I, I remember when we me and you had a chat about you, you know, because you're a teacher and all that sort of stuff, and then you've got these gigs, and I was asked you, how did you balance them? I'm going to ask you the same question. How does that work with work? You know, they're looking for yeah. commas, you know what I mean? But I know it's still work, but it's... It, yeah, no, it, 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 it does, does sound like it can be a nightmare, yeah. but depending on when the gigs are. So, for example, a fly-out show, you would normally go the day before the gig, you do the gig and you come back the day after. Right. Normally it's at a weekend, the gig's yeah. on the Saturday, so I've only got to take a Friday off. That's cool. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. There's, there's, no, there's no problem with me doing that. Yeah, that's great. If I'm ever doing something that's longer than that, I either if it's just a week, I can just book the time off and they're fine with it, as long as I've got cover to yeah. you know look after all the practice rooms and stuff. And if it's longer than that, like two, three weeks, then sometimes I'll have to take... Um, unpaid leave and stuff it, yeah. so it, it works it's not like I'm out all the time mm-hmm. um, and normally it's during the summer when there's no students and I'm not as busy as I am during term time so it's it, 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 it works and and when when I started there they um, they, they wanted me to work there because obviously I knew how to set everything up and do all of that sort of stuff but they also wanted someone that was still active in the industry who still was out there doing gigs yeah, and, yeah. and fixing stuff and all that kind of thing. Um, you can't be experienced, can you? Yeah, exactly. Teaching, you know what I mean? You know, so. Yeah, and then and as like when I, when I first started there, I was there for about a month and a month and a half. So it kind of got to about beginning of February, and I had a two week tour in Europe that I had booked in sort of the summer before. So this was with um, Angel Witch and Grand Magus. Uh, so I was driving the van around. And we were going to all the European venues, and mainly in Germany, funnily enough, because they love it out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so we did that, and, that was, and like that was the one of the first times that I'd ever properly driven on the, other side, on of the, the other side of the road. Oh, God, I still can't do that. Yes. I hate doing that. I got that. I got two weeks of that on Sunday. Is so. Australia the same side or the other side? Australia is all normal, same, all normal. normal. Yeah. <laughs> so is Japan, actually. Is it? Yeah. That's interesting. Mm. Also, Japanese cars, they literally just send them straight over. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Mm. Japanese. Yeah, they're all Japanese imports, mm. yeah. It's cool. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, so, yeah, and once the, the students sort of realise, oh, you're, why aren't you going to be here for the next two weeks? I was like, oh, because I'm going out on tour. I'm going, you know, I'm going around Europe for a, for a couple of weeks. Like, oh, that's cool. Oh, well, my, <laughs> my, my teacher's actually cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I'm not even one of their teachers. I'm just, just a burke who gives them mics when they want them. So, um, so yeah, and they kind of, they get a real kick out of that. And as soon as I come back, they're all like, "Oh my god, what was it like?" And then yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just like, "Well, it was a lot of snow, and you know, it was loud, slept a lot, all that sort of stuff." Um, but yeah, they're like, "Oh, so, what, so what's touring really like?" And you know, as, as Graham said the, in 
Number four, was it called? See, yeah. Adam listens. This is good. This is one of, well, five, I, oh. one of the five who do. <laughs> because I listened to them last night. <laughs> um, the, the pressure of being doing one. Well, yeah, no, exactly. Like, oh, forces well, I, to listen. What have I let myself in for? Um, yeah, sometimes it, it depends on it depends on the band. It depends on on where you're travelling. But sometimes it is literally you'll see the inside of a van, yeah. you'll see a crappy petrol station, you'll see the inside of a venue, the so inside of a hotel, and the always, van again. It's not always a glamorous tour bus. Then. No, no, okay, I've, I've not actually done a tour bus yet. Because that, that's the image you think tour. Well, yeah, mm. that's what you, when you first start. That's what you aspire to, possibly. Well, that's what you see on TV, isn't it? Yeah, it, but they're so been... expensive. Yeah, because yeah. you've got you've got to have at least two drivers. So when one's driving, the other one's asleep, and then they can just swap over, and it's seamless. Yeah. And you can, you, you can't do that on a normal license. It's got to be a proper driver, is it, to drive a bus? Uh, uh, yeah, for one of those, so, yeah, because yeah. it's more than it's more than two and a half ton or whatever yeah. it is. So, um, so yeah, that's. It's hard saying. though. You don't want to. You don't want to break these kids' spirits straight away. Well, yeah, you, you, you don't. But you also kind of want to at least tell them that this is how you get there. This yeah, is this yeah. is the next step. The next yeah, yeah. step is you you rent out a sprinter from you know Matt Snowballs or John Henrys exactly. or whatever up in London. You put all your backline in there and you drive around, yeah. and that's it. Mm-hmm. You stay in a hotel. You might have a day off. You might spend that entire day travelling, but you know you're. You're at least travelling through Germany or driving through the Alps. Yeah. If you're doing yeah. all the driving, all the tech, and all the stage stuff as well, when, mm. do, you, when do you chill out? Because you've, uh, you've got to do all the pack down at the end as well, have you? I've got to do it. Yeah, basically. Wow. It, it it's a lot. Yeah. Um, but after the the third gig, you're you're into a rhythm of it. Yeah. So the first few, yeah, you you, you kind of take it a little bit easier. You kind of kind of get into it. Like, oh, okay. I, when I can... do you do your sleeping, Gina? Um, do you tend to drive overnight or? while um, while driving? <laughs> <laughs> just with one eye open. It's just, it's just like, one, of those, <laughs> one, one of those skills of a <laughs> Um So normally we don't drive overnight. We will drive during the day. So we would get a hotel in the same city as the venue or the gig or the next one over. We would at least drive an hour or so after the gig. That's all right. They're all sort of in the back. Like pissed and you know <laughs> falling asleep so it's actually Nodding. quiet for a change and I can just sort of open the window and I'll be I'm like oh, no okay this is alright I can do this for another hour so yeah you, I, I, I do my sleeping after I've packed down we've got to the hotel what time do you normally get to the hotel? depends it, it's one of those ones some days you can get to the hotel before midnight some days before 11 oh, so the pack down doesn't take too long then? Uh, it, it depends on where you are on the bill if you're yeah. So for that first run I did in Europe with, with Angel Witch and Grand Vegas, we were sort of, it was a co-headline thing. So we were, we were second on, on the bill. Three bands, we were second up. Um, so I would, I would pack down all of our stuff um, and get it all ready to go. If I could put it in the van, I would just chuck it in the van. Um, but the way that that one worked is we were on a, we were in the van, but the other two bands were on a bus with a trailer. So they had all of the gear. We only had sort of guitars and, and mm-hmm. pedals and stuff. So we didn't have a lot with us. So luckily we didn't have a lot to, to pack down. So it was just our bags, guitars, and, and we were off. So it depended on how long the drive was the next day. If it was like a three-hour drive, then it, it's fine. We don't have to go straight away. We can help with pack up at the end and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But if it's like a six, eight-hour drive then 
the we would go pack down i would sort of chill out for half an hour after i've sort of sorted everything out and i know where everything is then we would go to the hotel the other bands were like you know that's cool that's fine you're doing a lot of driving as well yeah. as as teching so it kind that's of cool. that's yeah cool. so so that's that's kind of where i get my sleep wow that's sounds crazy. fun though. It's a lot of fun. That's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. At the end of the day, it's doing something you adore and love. Yeah, and you're, exactly. And it's, it's great, isn't it? Mm. You know I mean, the, the small times I've done it myself, not taking but playing mm-hmm. and doing lots of gigs in a row, you're just on a natural high. You're just, yeah. you're just excited to be alive and it's new yeah, towns, and new places and everyone's fun and it's like... Exactly. It's great, you know? Yeah. It's meeting new people all the time. Yeah, exactly. New conversations. Yeah. It's a lovely feeling. Mm. So you, you get into a venue and you, you sort of figure out who's... how You, you know, you find out the, the sort of the in-house crew and all that sort of thing. You go and introduce yourself. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't do it. A lot of people will just sort of go in, set their stuff up and keep themselves to themselves. I, I, I don't. I will go in and I'll make sure I will yeah. find the stage manager or, or you know, production manager for the for the venue or whatever, and I'll go in and I'll say, you know, I'm Adam, I'm, I'm the backline tech. You know, have you got our stage part and all that sort of stuff? And we will go from there. Do they normally have you... When we do that, they normally say, no, we haven't got that. Oh, no, that happens all the time. <laughs> so all annoying. The time. Even though they've oh, been no, we sent emailed it. it five times. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So That's how many just... singers you got? Oh. <laughs> yeah, a, a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 16. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I remember doing that. I remember with um, uh, last band in uh, Australia, I was in Barefoot Sundays. We had like, we were simple, three piece, easy. It was easy. Mm. You know what I mean? And we, you could just draw it in eight seconds. And that's, ended up what, that's ended up what we used to do. I just, you know, just draw it for them. There, you've definitely yeah, yeah. got it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're playing in 40 minutes, bang. I mean, you could be, so. be really precise in them, but it's only ever a guide, isn't it? Yeah, it's exactly. never you give them a channel list, but it's yeah. never what they're going to use. Channel list, yeah. what mics ideally you'd like, yeah. um, and then like that goes there, that goes there. We want power here and here. Thank you very much. Yeah, and then I do the rest. Yeah. Oh, so front, front of stage power. <laughs> <laughs> it's not much to ask for, is it? No. Just, just, just uh, every every pedalboard into mm. just you know. Oh. Used to do my head in. <laughs> Always a bloody maplins buying extension leads and losing them every gig. <laughs> That's normally the venue. Oh, I love that. Yeah, nice that is it. Mm, very nice. Ah, oh, dear. Oh, dear. So, yeah, the, the touring life is not as glamorous as you think it is in some aspects, but, you know, you're touring the world. You're, you're traveling around Europe. You're going to yeah, Russia. You're, you're going to yeah, yeah, South America or whatever. So, you know, you, you, get, you get some shows or some like fly dates where the the hotel's in the middle of a of a um industrial unit so there's nothing about so there's literally nothing you can do so you all you've got to do is sit in the sit in the hotel but then you'll have other hotels that are just completely in the middle of everything yeah. so you can just go out for a walk and stuff um and the last time i was in tokyo which was last july um we flew out on the thursday landed on the friday morning we were at the hotel by about lunchtime. The gig wasn't until Sunday night. Um, so I had all of Friday afternoon, all of Saturday and Sunday morning to actually go. Let me guess, let me guess, you went guitar, guitar shopping. Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> of course I did. Spot the Ibanez. <laughs> yeah, uh, that entire back wall. There we go. Spot the ESPs, that wall. Um, 
but yeah, you know, we, we got to the hotel and everyone's like, oh, I'm really tired. I'm jet lagged. I was like, oh, yeah, no, I am a little bit, but I'm going to have a little wander around. But I'm in Tokyo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they, they all went to bed and were like, oh, we'll be back up. You know, we'll be up, awake again about four ish. You know, we, we sort something out there. And I was like, all right, I'll well, see you later. I'm going to the 7 Eleven, getting a bottle of, uh, bottle of water and a, a stupid Japanese drink called Pakari Sweat, which is, <laughs> sounds horrible. Is but it's actually quite nice. Um, and I just, I just wandered around. I, I spent two weeks um, looking on TripAdvisor, the, sort of the, the nice places to go. And um, my mate Alan, who uh, used to work for the band, um, he goes out with a, there with work because he works for Mitsubishi. So he goes out there and sort of, you know, he spent two weeks out there. In, in the April before I went out there, he was just like, go and get a rail card. I was like, they're cheap as chips. And then she said, just go and explore. I was like, they'll just sit there. They won't really do anything. But, you, you know, you're, you're in Tokyo for yeah, yeah, two yeah, days. Course, just man. just yeah, go around. And I was exactly like, oh, okay, fair enough. So, yeah, I, I found all the, all the nice temples to go to. And it's like, go to Asakusa and go up seeing that because that's big and it's beautiful and all that sort of stuff. So I, I did all of that. I, didn't, I don't think I saw the band on the Saturday. No, we've seen them before. Well, no, exactly. <laughs> you know what they look like. I, I, yeah. Exactly, they're boring. Um, so yeah, I, I got up at like half nine. I was like, right, I'm going to be out the door by ten. Yeah, and okay. I didn't get back to the hotel until about eight o'clock at night. And I just spent all day walking yeah, around exactly. and taking pictures. And everyone's just like, oh, oh, I'm quite jealous that you did that. Yeah, so, it sounds oh, like you did it right, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and the rest of the band and the, the guys like, oh, oh, quite. Oh, I didn't see that. I was like, well, of course you didn't. It's because you were in bed. <laughs> so. So yeah, they're, they're kind of getting better. They're actually sort of exploring a bit more, and I'm I'm definitely doing a lot more than I used to. Um, so I went to Madrid earlier in the year and sort of wandered around there. And we were in Chile in May, I think it was mid May. Um, we went out to Toronto to do a, a gig, and then we flew down to Chile and did a did a festival there. Um, and we were in Santiago, so we were in the capital. So we wandered around there, and we had a few days there to wander around. So. Amazing. Yeah, these are all places. I've been. I've been lucky enough to go to a few places, but mm. like Tokyo is on my list. It's it's amazing. Chile's on my list. Chile is mm. one of the places you can you can surf in the morning, mm-hmm. take a swift drive up the mountains, a snowboard in the afternoon. Yeah, um, mm. that's just mm. perfect. <laughs> that's paradise on earth, surely. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but the only problem with it is normally you're only there for like a day or two, yeah, that's, so you yeah. can't really go and really explore you prioritise yeah exactly which is what I did with Tokyo and I was so happy with that at the end of the day you're still there doing a job yeah someone's paying you yeah Yeah, exactly and I'm I'm being paid there too you've got to be on the the money on the ball sort of thing exactly so I'd put loads of pictures I'm probably sure you you saw them oh yeah yeah yeah, massively yeah Yeah. (laughs) I put put loads of pictures up on the Sunday I was like oh I'm actually here for a gig you know I started putting pictures up (laughs) of that and everything so so yeah that was going out to Tokyo is to, especially to do gigs because there's another world out there. So that's your number one destination. No, number one destination is Tokyo, yeah. Or well, Japan in general. All right, number two. Where, where number two. Um, probably. I really like Norway. All right. Norway's oh, wow. beautiful. I really. I've I've not been to Norway for probably about three years now, um, but it is it's expensive, mm-hmm. but it's it's a beautiful country. Um, so I, I really like going there. So I, I, I would, yeah, very, very much like to go there again. Um, where else? Where else have I been? Um, Russia's a bit mental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> a, uh, yeah, place. Yeah, 
I did I did three shows out there with Carcass. That was um, so, uh, some that of was the interesting. The record breaking crowd figures gigs in Russia, like in the Red Square and stuff. Yeah, like didn't Pantera so, do a yeah, massive show there? Yeah, did one there as well. That was like half a million thousands of people yeah. turned up. Yeah, mm. yeah. it's mad. Yeah. But they're in Brazil. Big Brazil of. Yeah, all, all South America. Huge Mental. Turn up. Yeah. So I got to do um, Colombia with Carcass, and they were doing, again, they were just doing another festival. So I spent a, a weekend in Colombia, as you do. Um, and yeah, I think we spent more time actually traveling there and back than we did in the country, which was, which was crazy. It's a lot, a lot of traveling, but for, for a lot of, you know, for, for, for a cool gig. I've never been there before. And the, the crowds out there are just insane so they they will sing along to every note they will yeah. sing along every lyric they will do all the little trills they'll do everything <laughs> they will sing just just everything is it because mental. the band doesn't get there very often so when the yeah, bands are pretty there much. And they, everyone going mental. yeah and what was really really weird is i don't well, at the time i didn't know anybody out in Colombia, and i was sat setting up some pedals and all i could hear was someone shouting out my name <laughs> <laughs> and i was like Sort of turning around, looking behind me. I was like, what? What are you on? Doing something. I was just like, all right, no one's actually saying anything. Turns out it was actually someone in the crowd was actually calling my name out. A fan? I don't know. I haven't wow. got a clue. So there was someone in the crowd calling, but they were calling my entire So they were calling, shouting out Adam Shimani, Adam Shimani. I was just like... Was, so they got it wrong as well, it's not just me. Yeah, no, it's, okay. as I said, everybody gets it wrong, it's fine, I don't care anymore. As long as it wasn't your mum. <laughs> you forgot on your lunch. <laughs> That's my mum used to do that all the time. <laughs> Rock up at places. You've forgotten your lunch. Oh, God, you've forgotten this. Thanks, mum. Yeah. That's how crazy the fans are, then. They know that, the, yeah, they know that, the text, yeah, they go that's so de- deep. That's attention to detail. That is attention knowing to detail. The, knowing the, yeah, yeah. the techie and all And that. it's all right. because, obviously, I put stuff up on Instagram. I, I, I take pictures and tag it all and all that sort of stuff. So they've obviously found that yeah. and gone through that. And, then again, and all that wow. sort of stuff. for a super fan... You're, I, I consider you a super fan. You know, you you might you don't mind waiting around after a show and trying to get the set list and stuff like that. Do you? Uh, you done that? I love doing set lists. Those so. are the people you need to know. Well, you know yeah. People like yeah, yourself. You're on about a perfect circle, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Yeah. I am. Not that we saw, saw, saw them in Brixton. Oh, okay. That was bloody brilliant. They were rubbish. Carl, Carl, Carl wasn't very well, so Carl. <laughs> I just had the old um, <laughs> operation on my face. Oh, so right. Oh, okay. I couldn't make it. Got um, it. But it was heaving in Brixton. Oh, we caught you in Brixton. It was heaving. So me and my brother. Rob went and we were at, at the uh, you know where the sound desk is like yeah. maybe a quarter away from the back mm-hmm. we were there but it was so busy I was pinned up against yeah, the yeah. Oh, man. Um, um, and then right behind me of course was the sound man behind the desk and as we walked out I said can I have your sound can I have your set this mate because <laughs> yeah. he was he was just like it was just on there and he said yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine so yeah. I took it with me yeah, the, cool. the, thing, the thing is with, with Angel which I'm always well, the prints out the set list so I always make sure that we've got one for me, one for the sound guy, and you know, at least four for the band and, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, throw, throwing out set lists and picks, I love doing that. It's great fun. <laughs> just pick, just pick. So, sometimes they can be really, really cheeky, and you know, I'm sort of coining leads, and you know, it's, it's a festival gig, so I've got to get off the stage as quickly as I possibly can. There's like what 15, 20 minute changeover, so I've got to get everything off quickly. And they're all, all they're doing is just shouting, oi, 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 and it's just like, I'm, I'm doing something, funnily yeah. enough. I'll get Work, these off. Working. Yeah. <laughs> Hold your horses. I'll, you know, I'll, I've got to come and get those in a minute anyway. So if you want one, that's fine. But yeah, doing that sort of stuff on like really big gigs. Yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah. Is it Throwing like picks out. little yeah. fetish for causing miniature riots. Chucking <laughs> <laughs> a pick into Bundles. the audience and like 20 grown men going, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's good fun. Though. Yeah, it's good. I but you're not imagine. just if you throw, don't throw drumsticks out because obviously they hit someone in the eye, then you're liable mm. for it and all that sort of stuff. So if I've ever done it. I've done it really underarm and sort of flat and like sorry and just sort of looked at them and they're like yeah, give me the thumbs up and make sure everything's all right and stuff. So, so yeah, that's great. Yeah, one two three four, one two three four. Yeah, I've got a question about mm-hmm. um, oh, that, the, your guitar setup differently to my guitar. Yep. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. a bit of context here. Oh, sorry. Tell us what you're holding, Adam. Uh, I am holding a um, jazz bass that I made, I think, four years ago from parts from Warmoth and, and Aguila pickups and, and post, all that sort of can stuff. Can we post a link? Is there, is, is there a link to a picture? Um, yes, it's all on my Facebook page and all of that okay. sort of stuff. Okay, so cool. so we can do that. Okay. I like the bass porn. Yes, quite a nice. bit of bass porn. So yeah, this, this is something that I put together over, I think it was about six to eight months. Um, was, you know, I, was like, I really want a nice jazz bass. I want a nice passive jazz bass. Let's dig about and see what I can find. So... I've, I've used Warmoth before, and, and if you've not used them before, basically they the Fender license parts, so like bodies and, and necks, and they you can either get them unfinished or you can get them finished in their sort of showcase and all that sort of stuff. Um, and you can make your quote-unquote dream bass, um, which I did with this, basically. So I got a, a two-piece Swamp Ash body, um, a nice flame maple neck with binding and rolling yeah, and all that sort of stuff. binding's very nice, isn't it? Um, Okay. And and yeah, put put it together sort of over. I'll just note your little thumb rest on the back pickup there. Yes, I got that from the moon bass that I bought in Tokyo the first time I went out there. <laughs> um, so this is a five string jazz bass because I, I love jazz basses. I think they're just for me. I think they're sort of the perfect bass. Um, and it's got this little rosewood thumb um, thumb rest by the the bridge pickup, and I absolutely love that. I fell in love with that when I first saw it. I was like, oh, that's really cool. So when I was making this one, uh, a year or so later, I was like, I'll make one of those. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've put that on there. It, it's not as tall as the, the, the one on the moon base, but it, it, it works. And it, yeah. I, it's nice to have something planted. That's, have my yeah, that's, planted. Looking at that, mm-hmm. that's pretty much, I've got the hum, like a humbucker on the base yeah. I use. And mm-hmm. that's pretty much right. Exactly. Geek alert, yeah, geek alert, geek alert. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry not sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that's... Yeah, it's nice so, to have comfortability in your playing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, it's for, it's for me to play, and I want it to play as nicely and as comfortable as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. So, bearing in mind that that's set up how you like to play. Yep. When you're a tech, mm-hmm. obviously you have to learn. You have to learn the person. The that person. You're, yeah. yeah. So you, yeah, even so, it might it, to you it might feel completely alien. Actually, yeah, exactly. The height of the strings from the neck Com- might be yeah. completely different, but you've got to learn that. I, I've got to learn that, and I've got to replicate that replicate every time, time that time I either again. restring it or yeah. it comes, you know, out, out of the aeroplane because you're obviously it's going to be really cold in yeah. there. So the neck's yeah. going to move, all that sort of stuff. So I've got to learn how that person likes it. And normally it takes three or four gigs to really sort of get in tune with the guitar. Yeah. Um, and it's the same with drum kits as well. All drum kit setups are all completely yeah, different. Yeah, man. Um, and I can remember when I was, um, when I was out with Carcass in Russia, I think the last show that we did, 
Um, it was just me and the drummer, and we were we had about forty five minutes to kill. So we had set everything up, everything was all working, and we sort of swapped around. So I sat behind the kit, had a bash about on that. He was playing guitar, and we just sort of jammed and sort of pissed about. But in that forty five minutes, I'd learned every part of his drum kit. Yeah, the angles. Now, tom, not not tom quite levels. the angles. I didn't quite. I couldn't quite replicate those perfectly, yeah. but. I sat behind it and it felt very alien and very uncomfortable to how I would set up a drum kit. Um, so the hi-hat was quite far to the left um, and all that sort of stuff. So I was sort of, I sat there playing along and I was like, oh, okay, so that's kind of there. I can feel where the toms are, the crashes are and how high he has those and where he's sort of sat. Um, so when we were out the following weekend in Tokyo, he was doing interviews and all that sort of stuff. And I was just like, I was like oh, I'll come set the kit up in a minute. I was like, no, no, that's fine. I'll, I'll you know, um, I'll sort it out. So I set it all up. I was yeah. like, oh, I think that's about there. I put that there. I got it pretty much spot on. He sort of came up and sat by it. He was like, oh, you've done that really well. <laughs> Is that yes. right? That's not so surprised. You've actually, actually done that you've well. actually done, done that well. <laughs> yeah. That's the second time you've got that in your life. <laughs> exactly. It's a recurring thing. Exactly. He's like, oh, the yeah, angles. I sort of play around with those. He's just like, yeah, that's great. Oh, I don't have to worry about that now. I'll go have a beer. I said, like, all right, I'll carry on then, shall I? <laughs> so... So yeah, set, the setups are so personal. It's like, yeah. but it, the drums are an are an, are an enigma. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get that out. Right, like, right, right, right. like drum mats. Yeah, amazing. I've seen hundreds of drum mats in my time, and they've all got tape on them. Yeah, and but it's like it's like you don't know what goes where unless you're the actual drummer because yeah. the tape. That's from four setups ago. That yeah, tape. yeah, no, exactly. No, ignore that tape. How was I supposed to know that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, like, it's so many bits of tape on this mat so that similar yeah. stands are in the right place, and you're like, oh god. Yeah. So it's like a bloody computer game in itself. Pretty much, yeah. Tetris so. drums. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> no, that's, that's really interesting. Learning mm. the different people, how they play, and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, a lot of people like are never so slightly higher action on one side of the neck. So when they do bends on the on the high strings, their sort of fingers go under the string. Sort of. Oh wow! I don't yeah. even think about stuff like that. No, mm. I suppose yeah. So instead of having it, sort of I suppose more is that more of a guitarist thing. That, or that's that? more that's yeah, more of a guitarist yeah. thing. So if once you know once they're yeah. shredding away on the twenty fourth fret or whatever, then they bend. They mm-hmm. can kind of get under the string and push it up. Um, and it's you know some people just like it as low as possible. Well, I guess it's not just the player; it's the guitar as well. Because every yeah. every make and model of guitar is a different. That's the other, yeah, exactly. That's the other side. Yeah, of the coin, yeah. intricacies. Mm. Could you? Do you think you could set up pretty much any guitar or any? Let's talk, talk bass because that's what. This is challenge Adam. About. Well, then it's a challenge Adam, Tom. But no, I'm just like curious. challenge Annika. I'm just curious. Is it, you know, could you set up any guitar in a, a certain style? Yeah. Uh, yeah, much. in theory. Yeah, yeah. yeah technically. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's and essentially that's what you do. Yeah, exactly. They're, but, at the end of the day, they're all pretty much exactly the same. Hmm. 90 well I'll say 90% but majority of basses have four strings you know roughly where they need to be all jazz basses are very easy to set up I find them very easy to set up same with uh, same with P basses well regardless of the bridge or the tuners or the it's all kind of the same stuff yeah exactly so the 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 actual curvature of the fretboard the radius of the fretboard is exactly the same on a jazz bass and a a P bass I think was that right oh interesting I think so I could be wrong uh, I'm doubting myself now. But, again, but then I guess that means that anyone can make a bridge for it because then. Yeah. Because everything's kind of the same. Yeah. Like kind universal, of stand, it's like standardising in the yeah. industry, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But like, the industry isn't standard in any. No, the, no, the, no, the, no, the no. amount of. You, you've, got, you've got Imperial, you've got Metric, and it's just. 
everything's completely yeah, different. It's the states utter pain in the ass. Because yeah. <laughs> you you can have you know you can have three you know Gibson style tunematic bridges, but they can be all completely different. But they look exactly the same, and they're for the same guitar. And it's just it's all post spacing and, and all that. It's, oh, it's a nightmare. So you you need it, it, there's a rabbit hole that you need to go into to figure out everything. Yeah. And I'm I'm kind of I'm in there, but I have no idea how far down I am. So <laughs> I'm I'm just still going basically. So just like I admire doctors, I also admire people like yourself because <laughs> uh, I can't go there. I just I've tried and I you know. I yeah, just, no, I, it's it's, it's not for everyone. I like to it, know so. how things are. And yeah, I, of course. You know, and, and I like to be able to do yeah, you know, change strings and all that stuff. But yeah, anything further than that, I'm quite happy for someone else to mm. do. You know, unless I'm out and about with no money and it has to be done I'll have yeah, a crack yeah, but you know soldiering on my right hand you know? yeah but, exactly you know but now I'm glad there's guys like yourself Go moving on from that I've got my base here <laughs> <laughs> see this is Carl's way of getting a free free no, 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 just, <laughs> at least free <laughs> advice could you quote on this <laughs> now just looking at that yeah talk to us about this base Carl what is this, this is base? my this is my Tobias Growler so have you ever heard a Toupee album? This is the this is it, is it? Yeah, this bass is played on uh, probably ninety percent of the stuff I recorded. Um, I'm a Caroline's. I'm a Caroline's. I've used this on Caroline's. Uh, it's just it's just my go-to bass. It just feels nice. It's got an ellipsed, slightly ellipsed D neck. I don't know if this seems fatter at the top than it is mm-hmm. at the bottom. Which yeah. is, I think it's what my hand naturally sits in. It's just hammered. It's been everywhere. The headstock snapped off twice. Um, you know, while you're chatting, I'm going to take pictures, so ignore me. The um, I've got a snappage on one of the um, one of the pots. Pots are snapped off like half because it's a double. Oh, snapped off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just hammered. It's just old. The jack input cracks every time yeah. I move, mm-hmm. which is like ah, oh, drives you insane. Mm-hmm. Even though I've changed it time and time again, I don't know if I'm doing it correct. I've had to put stickers in places where my nails with this board pops off uh, okay, I, yeah. and that's where my naturally pull the strings around to do well, slap yeah, like yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and smash my nails um, but you know what I mean it's, but it still works it still feels great yeah and it's uh, it just needs a little a little TLC a little, little bit, bit of TLC a little bit of love and I, I wish I had the inclination all the time <laughs> <laughs> but what I do have is uh, I do have a job which earns me money I, I can exactly. give to yourself oh, <laughs> there we go look at that <laughs> but um yeah, that's something you'd work with that, would you? Yeah, I should be able to do that. It should be. Is it? Um, is that a changer, or would you drill? Uh, yeah. So you you would buy the pot, the pot you, we're talking now. Yeah. yeah. So the, the 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 broken part you you can buy those. Yeah. They're, they're quite quite easy sort, to find. Again, they're ever so slightly different with the values of what they are. But I'm guessing it's an active circuit, so it will need a certain kind of part and all okay. that sort of stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, don't get my horrible white hairy knee in the photo too. <laughs> no, I'll Photoshop that out. Um, so I put a little smiley face in it or something. There we go, pose animal. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so that, that that can be swapped out quite easy. Well, I say quite easily. It does take a bit of time. Bit of time, yeah. Um, bit of soldering. It's a little bit. And is that the service you offer? Like you take a look. Yeah, I I, I, you, I can you, offer that service. You quote you quote for a price and then yeah, to go and take it away and. That's essentially it, isn't it? Basically, yeah. yeah. Pretty much. So how much money is Carl looking at? A um, couple hundred quid? Oh. So, full setup I do for 50 quid. Um, 
strings are then on top of that, obviously, because... Yeah, yeah preference, so, yeah. different choice and all that sort of um, stuff. So if, you know, if, if you've got a set, then chuck them in. If not, I can go and get a set for whatever gauge you want, you know. Um, and then, obviously, if I then need to get parts for, like, pots or nuts or whatever, then I've got a charge for fitting those as well as... Yep. Um, as well as the actual part, so so to get that up and running, uh, don't feel pressured. Ballpark, do ballpark because you might regret. Yeah. Ballpark, okay. So you're looking <laughs> between as the most it will cost will be about 120 quid. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And you did a great job for me um, putting a new battery hole in. Yeah, this in is your crack. I know. In your jazz base. Yeah, you put a new battery hole in. I did. Yes. So. Yeah, so it's a Highway 1 jazz bass that it I was, can remember yeah. you getting because you got the jazz bass as well as the P yeah. bass at the same I was, time. I was celebrating 10 years of playing, that's what I did. That so was I, bought, it. I bought a yeah. P bass and jazz bass at the same time. Oh, that's good. Matching. They were, yeah. I just yeah. got a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Boring, sorry. That's cool, that's cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, you then put a, was it John East? John East preamp. Yeah, yeah. John East preamp where the you take the old control plate out of a jazz bass and then you drop this new one in and the battery sort of sits snugly underneath which it. Which is a right pain which in the Which is a right pain in the arse. Because, because the hole was slightly too small, basically. Yeah. It? The cavity was too small. For it was a slightly too small. So what I did for you is I got a um, a proper battery box. I think it was a Goto battery box which is a Japanese com- uh, company that are very, very good mm. and, and makes, you know, the, the, the tuners on, on, on this bass and the, and the bridge on it are all Goto because you know, it's just... Japanese so it's very very good and very high quality so Music Man used those and everybody sort of used those battery boxes they're sort of an industry standard so we got that for you um, and then I had to obviously route the hole to actually fit it into the body so so yeah I, I, I did right. that for you it's like a, I, just have no, I wouldn't have no idea see routing and all that that's what I do for a living yeah. you know, work yeah you know sign writing in the daytime so mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff I enjoy yeah. that like, oh yeah I absolutely love routing yeah, yeah. Great. brilliant sign, sign, sign writing is different to, to sign writing and well, we always have this chat what's that sign like, like when sometimes you need to turn BBC2 on at 2 o'clock in the morning oh and there's and a lady someone, doing someone that. sign writing yeah that's, <laughs> yeah, that's very different <laughs> I wish I could do that I wish I could do that, but uh, no, sadly no. No, no, no. Yes, um, yeah, and some of the and obviously some of the guitars nowadays are made on these huge flatbed routers. Oh yeah, so, so you, yeah, they're all, all CNC yeah, routed CNC, and stuff. Exactly. So. Watching the, uh, go on YouTube actually for any of the bass geeks out there and, and look at the Warwick. What yeah. does CNC mean? Oh, I don't know what it stands for, but it's, it's, is it a, isn't it a brand? CNC routers? They, uh, no, it's computer navigated cutter. I don't know. No, something like that. that. Right. Um, it's amazing. These yeah. things with these ultra sharp blades that just vacuum down to a bed, much like the flatbed printers that we run. And, and, they, mm-hmm. and they just, these, just they cut out any shape you want. Yeah. Out of, um, and it will change from like a really big um, sort of router bit that's like a quarter of an inch or something down to something down to tiny, tiny so you tiny. can get the really nice corners yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Right. So. Yeah. so basically, you know, like the 3D printer. Yeah, but instead of building on nothing, you've got a hunk you, of wood and you take it back. Yeah, all oh, right. You right. hog it all out and yeah. yeah. So all, all all manufacturers, Fender, Gibson, yeah. Music Man, they, because it's so precise, because the computer's doing it and cutting it all out, it takes out all the human error and it's quicker. Oh yeah, quicker. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah. Yeah. you know, you, blokes got to press a button to start it. But it's less love in the instrument. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Don't know. Yeah, I, think I suppose, a, but... I think the love's in the fingers. They sweat in the wood. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think one guy can play a bass, you know, and, and be all right, and another guy can play the same bass and just lay it down and be just awesome. I think mm. yeah. all that, you know, it's... It's all about feel. Yeah, it's all about feel, and, mm. and, and hopefully not so much about the instrument, but I do understand that there are better-feeling instruments than others. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's like, you know, that's why I keep that bass. Mm. It feels just so right to me, and I can't find anything to uh, upgrade it or anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so And that's why I like to keep it alive, so... Well, exactly, yeah. And that's and that's what I do. I, I enjoy taking people not taking people's guitars, but I enjoy <laughs> um, fixing people's guitars up. Do you enjoy doing my guitar? Because you've seen it about fifteen times. My depends on which one you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you do to him? <laughs> he plays them very hard. Well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Well, that's how they should be. To be but l- <laughs> luck, I mean, luckily with your ones, it's just it's it's very. I wouldn't say simple things to do, but it's like it's very minor things to do. Yeah. Like you know, the, I think the last time you came around, you bought three. Yeah. Three bases, and it was all, all jack socket problems. Yeah. So it was just you know nice and easy. They got a bit corroded, so I just you know polished them up, and and they work now. Yeah. I hope. Yeah, 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 oh, okay, they're great. Um, yeah, that's great. And then I I changed the jack socket on the on the jazz bass, didn't yeah, I? Which so is great. It's um, and yeah, so it's it's just all stuff like that that some people you know they don't know how to do. Yeah, that's it. But I, talking about something I don't know how to do. Oh, God. Right. I know. I know. Podcast is an audio format. Yep. Not very visual. Mm-hmm. Um, so this might be difficult, but, but how the hell does a trust rod work? <clears throat> okay. Um, <laughs> I haven't a clue. So a trust rod, there are two types of trust rod. There's a single action trust rod or a double action trust rod. So my Ricky's got two. Is that a double action? They're two single action trust rods, right, I, I think, believe. All right. I think, I'm not sure, but I think... Either that or the Elric does to have two. Yeah, so this has got a double action truss rod. So it's mainly vintage guitars that only have a single action truss rod. Um, sort of the double action one, I think, sort of started appearing around sort of late 70s, early 80s. Um, and basically what that does, so a, a single action truss rod in any guitar, obviously when you, when you tune it up, the, the, str- the tension of the strings are going to pull the neck away you know it's gonna there's gonna be a big bow mm. sort of turn it into a banana basically um and what a truss rod does is it counteracts that okay. so it, it there, there's a, a rod in there that's bent oh so uh, it's not a straight bit of metal it's a it's a bowed a single action truss rod is bowed yeah because once you tighten it up so it would be bowed like a like a smiley face yeah and as you tighten it up it will get straighter and it will bend the other way so uh, it then brings back oh the so you're not stop. twisting it you're tightening it you're to change the actual shape of the truss rod exactly right. yeah so you're right. tightening it up to then in theory make it shorter which then brings the headstock back which is where you can get your action basically okay so which way do you which way do you turn the thing to make it one way or the other <laughs> it's either one way or the other <laughs> <laughs> um so before i get to that the, the, the okay. double action truss rod um will do that but it will also push the truss rod the other way. So if, if your truss, um, your neck is too... Oh, hang on. Was it convex or concave? It does both. Yeah. So instead of only having the, 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 the ability to, to bring it back, yeah. it can bring it back, but it can also push it forward. Which the other one can't do. Which the other one can't do. The only way to push it forward is the tension of the strings. Tension, yeah. So with a sing, single you action could... truss rod, yes. is that the word? Single mm-hmm. action truss rod. 
once you bend it too far, can you not can you not bend it back the other way? Depends on depends on the instrument. Depends on if you've done it so much that you then break the truss rod. Then obviously it's you know it's knackered and you have to either replace the truss rod, which is really costly, mm. um, or you know you just if it's a fender then you get another neck. But in 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 theory you can tighten it up too much and you can screw the neck up um, and yeah so I, I, you can yeah but you've got to do a lot of oh, okay. not of done you know you've got a lot of turns to it and there's a lot of people that sort of come to me and it's just like oh I never touched the truss rod I'm, I'm too scared of it yeah that's, that's me Which, I think that's yeah I think that's one of the biggest fears for especially for beginners and, and stuff like that and you know as a beginner you want your guitar set up really nicely yeah otherwise, of course otherwise it can be completely off-putting mm. You know, and, you know, like I remember getting told to start on a classical. Yeah. And um, I was just like, this is too hard. This is too weird and rubbery, and the strings yeah, move it, it, too it's, much. It's and... too wide, but it's easier on your fingers because yeah, they're softer yeah. strings. Mm. So it's kind uh, of a, it's obviously there's a preference thing there, but yeah. But um, yeah, no, you want yeah, truss rods are important, but no, they're a mm. bit of a mythical. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, it's like black magic. Oh, you, you can do truss rods. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> same, same with intonation. Oh, you know how to do that. Yeah, it's not really. But I kind of understand intonation because that is literally um, you want the, the exact centre of the string over the exact centre of the neck. Pretty much, yes. Yeah. So, so you, you want the, um, everything past the 12th fret to play in tune. Yeah, which means you've got to get the good to get the twelfth fret lined up as the middle of the string. Yeah. So which is basically you just you just change the length of the string to make sure that happens. Yeah. So, so on it, I can visualise that so I understand that, whereas a mm-hmm. truss rod, because it's all hidden, I can't Yeah, no, I I yeah. So the, the, the rod's completely hidden, it's in the middle of the neck, you can't see it, you'll just mm-hmm. see the, the you know, the the nut at the end of mm-hmm. either the, the headstock end or the, the heel end. But if you if it is playing really badly in either the sense that it's the action's all of a sudden really high, mm. that basically means that your truss rod is too loose. So you need to tighten that it up. That means too bent? Yes. Okay. So it, it, again, if you looked at it um, sort of side on with the strings facing upward, it would look like a, a, a smiley face. Smiley. Okay. Um, and that, yes, yeah, so that means that the string, there's too much, or the, the tension of the strings are pulling, is pulling the neck forward too much. So you need to tighten the truss rod up, and yeah, you so you just you put your your you find your Allen key for it or screwdriver or whatever it is the uh, the instrument's got, and you would turn it to the right, righty tighty, lefty loosey, exactly, yes. righty tighty, lefty loosey. So you would do a quarter turn, yeah, and then if you sight down the neck, so if you sort of put the 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 bottom strap button on your feet. And you had it upright, and you looked down yeah. with your your more dominant eye, because obviously you know when you um, close one eye, one's yeah. And so for, for me, it's my right eye because I'm right-handed. Um, you close your left eye and sight down the neck, and you will see the the straightness of the string, and you'll see how bowed the neck is. Okay. And you tighten it a quarter of a turn, and then you have a look. Do another quarter of a turn, and you will see it slowly. But you don't want it to be exactly straight, there, do you? you need to Depends on the there. instrument. Les oh, Pauls, right. you want them dead straight, near enough, okay. near as yeah. damn it. But you generally want um, what is known as relief in the neck, which is an ever so slight upward bow to the neck, 
Oh, upward bow. So past. So an, an unhappy face. Uh, I... So the neck starts to meet the strings. Um, no, so you, sorry, no. So you still need to see that ever so slight smiley face. Okay, yeah. okay. But it's a very, very little smirk, basically. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, there, there's a little bit of a... A little bit of a dip when you're looking down it. So you'll have the, the straightness of the string, but you'll see an airbus, a slight dip in the middle. And that's ideally the best kind of relief that you want mm-hmm. in, a, in either a bass neck or a guitar neck. Okay. Um, but again, it, 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 depends on the, it depends on the guitar or the bass. Some, some Ibanez's you can have dead straight and you can completely slam the action and, it's, and it, won't, it won't buzz because of the, the, how flat the fingerboard is compared to a Strat or a Tele or, or whatever. So it's not just... There's so much to it. There's everything to it. You know, everything affects your, yeah. your, your yeah, that's, tone and everything. That's the fear initially, to. isn't it? It's like you've got the height of the string on the bridge... Mm-hmm. To the you know intonation and yeah. all that sort of stuff. It, so it, it's, it's a massive balancing it's act. Good, but it's a damn good thing to learn. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, and it's, it's very sad when once you finally get it and you're like, yeah, that plays amazing. It's it's such a nice feeling yeah. to do. Do you do trust rod first or intonation first? Um, I do intonation is the last thing I do. Okay. Um, so when it comes to a setup, strings will go on, and the new strings will go on. I'll tune it up to pitch, and then I'll sort the trust rod out. Mm-hmm. Because I can't play around with the action until I've got the truss rod exactly where I want it to be. Because I, you know, if, if I then slam the action because you know it's playing horrible, and then I play around with the truss rod, I've then got to start down, start with the action yep. completely from scratch because it's now too low and it's buzzing all over the place. So you set, you get the neck as as straight as as you want it, and then you start playing around with the with the action. Mm-hmm. And then once you've got that and it's playing nice and it's not buzzing anywhere, you then the last thing you do. Is, is you do the intonation which again everybody thinks it's black magic but it's it's one process that you've got to do four or five six times yeah. depending on depending on the instrument so so yeah interesting it is no it is it's stuff mm. how long have you been playing 20 years yeah same here sort of you know give or take whatever and um, yeah I've never I've never delved into it as deeply as that at all. You know what I mean? It's just, um, I think I've picked up a guitar. If it feels good, I buy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've, I've had, um, and that's pretty much it. And then hopefully through time, you know, it stays like that. Mm. And, um, and, that and that's what I'm, you know, going back to the shop, that's what I used to do in the shop. I would pick up a random guitar every now and then and be like, well, actually, that plays really badly, so I better... So you can see that, past yeah. that because me and Carl, I'm guessing with Carl, it's like that once you once, if a guitar doesn't play very well, you put it instantly put it back. But yeah, you, exactly. Of course you do. But, you, but you've got the foresight to say, well, it's just because this is it and this is it. Like yeah, exactly. Ten seconds. Yeah. In fact, now that you know, you can you, there's certain guitar shops you can go to that like the setup on everything is really bad or depending on where it is and what part of the shop, if it's really hot, or if it's really cold, depending on yeah. all that sort of stuff because that. That completely changes the... So the, many parameters, the, yeah. So many different things. Um, and, yeah, you know, if you pick something up and it doesn't play nice, you're not going to buy it. So mm. you need to you need to be on top of all of that if you've got a shop like that. So you kind of need to go around and restring things once strings are dead and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. So, yeah, so when new things came in, I mean, very rarely I would have to set anything up from the box. Um 
shipping-wise, when you are shipping a guitar, obviously it's going to sit in a van overnight. So it's going to get cold. It's going to get hot. It, it, that's what happens. So the only thing I'll ever have to really do, tweak the truss rod, tune it up, stretch the strings a little bit, and then put it out and put a price on it. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah. Is that a good practice? Because like, um, I remember getting uh, taught when I was younger, you put the new strings on mm-hmm. and you literally give them a pull. You, yeah, stretching the strings pull, yeah. literally means Tune stretching again, the strings. And that's simple as that, yeah. Simple that as that. An actual, that's not some bad no. method that someone taught me years ago. No, 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 that, that, I, I will do that. But every time I go out and do any sort of teching work, again, this is something that Graham taught me to do, is you spend about half an hour stretching the strings on all the guitars that you've just, um, just restrung. Because you you know, wherever you are setting it all up, the temperature is going to be completely different on the stage because you're going to have all the lights. It's going oh, to get yeah, a lot hotter, so it's going to go out yeah, of tune. Of yeah. So you need to make sure that the um, that the slack is out of those strings. So when it, so it's so it keeps that tension. Mm. Um, a lot of that is to do with how you actually string your instrument and how you actually string your bass or guitar. If you only put like half a wind around the machine head, that's going to go out of tune. Yeah. And it will keep slipping and keep slipping and it won't stay in tune. But then if you put all of the windings, you know, if you, if you don't cut the string and you just wind and wind and wind oh, and wind. Yeah, and double up in the wind. Yeah, double up. Oh, yeah. Again, you've got more chance of it slipping yeah. because one of those winds won't be tight enough and it will all of a sudden, it will slip. So you need to learn that sort of the, there is a technique that I, I use that Ken taught me to do. Um, that I've seen in, in, in videos that near enough all texts do. Um, where you sort of, where you put the string in, um, you go over the top before you then start building the winding up from the bottom and it actually locks the, the, the string in place and it holds it there and you give it a tug and then everything's all nice and tight and it's perfect. All right. Um, so, I mean, base, base machine here is obviously you've got the, the sort of the hole in the middle. Yeah, you stick the end in. Stick the end in. Yeah bend it down and then you then you wrap up the bottom but then you've, you've got to judge the length then haven't you yeah the way that I judge the length so for the E string I will go up to the D mm-hmm. and then I will cut it off there and that's and that's all you need and then you'll get a couple of winds like I've got on there yeah. and that's all you need yeah and I'll do it on all of those so I'll measure it two posts up and then cut it so I'll do there I'll do there, there and, and, and so on and depending on obviously I'll, I'll do that for, for tellies when they've got the same style machine heads it's, it's all the same principle, but obviously just slightly smaller because of, you know, the scale lengths and everything. So, mm-hmm. so yes, restringing does actually help with, you know, your actual tuning. Yeah, Everyone, yeah. you know, we, we've had people in before. If you don't string your guitar properly, it will slip out of tune. And how, how often should you restring? Depends on how much you play. Depends on how greasy your fingers are. Depends sweaty on sweaty you are. How much yeah, it's, it's exactly. I have chicken you eat. I have sweaty fingers. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. Are you? Uh, yeah, I know. I, I wish there was someone out there who would just play my bass for like five hours and then hand it over. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because like yeah. brand brand new strings. I, I, yeah, they're nice, but I don't like. I don't like. Oh, brand, I love brand new strings. I like just off brand new. <laughs> little bit of Slight, little, slightly slightly dull. Yeah, the, the top ends come off a bit. Dull, yeah, no, I know what you mean. By, some minion, some dwarf. That, I keep <laughs> that would be awesome. I'd pay him. I'd pay that. I'd love to. A little, little, yeah, little, little dwarf just sat there. Why does that have to be a little person? Well, Why just. Not? I don't know. That doesn't have to be. Actually, 
It could be anyone, but um, <laughs> it would just be a nice, you know, maybe be a good job for someone. Okay, right, right. <laughs> yeah. um, I, when I got home yesterday, this is a completely random tangent. Right. When I got home yesterday, I think it might be my mum, um, but sticking through my letterbox was a little <laughs> cardboard box with a little spinny dial on the top. What are they, can you, you got it there, Adam. What does it say? Give me the options. The heat is on. The heat is on. Now we're cooking. Good song. Now we're cooking. Beat the heat. Beat the heat. Feeling hot, hot, hot. <laughs> Feel the burn. Feeling brave. Can you handle it? And inside... You can see what we've eaten some already. Oh inside Lord. a little cho- chocolate... Um, chili-shaped chocolate. Chili-shaped chocolate. Some of them are just plain chocolate. And some of these have got a shitload of chili. <laughs> <laughs> I played this with my stepdaughter Casey and Kelly yesterday. Oh um, lord! I was I was I was trying my best. I was trying my best to be a man. I was kind of holding it together, but Kelly and Casey were both in tears, <laughs> and they refused to eat any more, which is why I've still got half left. So I thought it would be a nice, fun little interlude. Fair enough. Um, for us to pick one at random. I think one what's, out of it, one what's out with every, the spinny thing? What's what with the spinny thing? What's, what well, it's, you're supposed to take it in turns and just spin it, and then they say, "Oh, I'm, I've got. Um, fit, can you handle the heat? Eat the chili, and then I eat it." But sometimes you can spin it and have like, "Oh yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll pass it over." No, pass pass it over. over. You ever sod that? Give it. <laughs> sod that. That's boring. <laughs> we just go I straight want to sweat for the, for the Russian gonna, roulette. I don't have one each, and what apparently <laughs> one out of every four is really hot. Oh, one, two. He's already chosen one. Yeah. And don't worry about being a man here. If it's hot, it's just hot. Because um, remember, this is... A, well, it looks like a, there's something on the top of that, so that's going to be hot, isn't it? There's one that's half-eaten. I would avoid that one, because that's one that Casey started and then put back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. We're we doing it at the same time, or...? What? Uh, I can do it at the same time. Yeah, smash it. Yeah. All right, we ready? Off to three. All in? Yeah, straight in. Yeah, no, no wussing out here. Okay, one... Two, three, go. Oh, good chocolate so far. One for it. Mine's got a bit of a heat to it. <laughs> You're a bit tingly. It's building up. It's oh. built up and it's kind of... <laughs> nice. No. Starting to burn the back of my throat. <laughs> <laughs> I think Adam drew the short straw there. Damn it. I, I think so, but... It's, right. it's not like I'm crying... All right, we'll have a second one. There's three left. <laughs> Open that other beer now. <laughs> There's three left. Go on, Adam. That's actually quite hot. <laughs> oh, I had a straight chocolate one. I'm gutted. Oh. oh no. There's no visual sign. You can't. You can't study it for clues. I'm in. I think right. there is. Three, two. Hang on, hang on. That's oh, right. Right. <laughs> he's gone. Like, he's been. Where are you going? Getting the beer. <laughs> I got the fear now. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I definitely got the really hot one. <laughs> oh no! My mouth is on fire. Hold on. And no one's invited. Oh, here we go. All right. Okay. Okay. Ready? Up to three. One. One. Two. two three. Three. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna miss my mouth. No, I'm alright. I'm alright. I think I'm all right. No. I'm all right. We're okay. Damn. So out of the six, there was one chilly one, and Adam had the chilly one. And I had that. Oh. 
Can we be honest here? I was kind of hoping you'd get a second chilli well. one. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of was in a weird way, but I'm glad I didn't. Thank you very much. No, you're very welcome. <laughs> Still suffering. Yes, I am. <laughs> I did message you before in that little group chat. Are you are actually, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. I thought you were oh. cooking chilli. That's what I thought. I yeah. thought you were offering him dinner. No. <laughs> Not that nice, clearly. Holy <laughs> moly. Oh, <laughs> I've rendered Adam speechless now. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> it's really bad when it you, isn't it? Okay. Well, while you, while you recover, um, Carl and I have been busy. Yeah. Because we've been going for an hour and a half now. Wow. We've been for an hour and a half. We don't, we don't want to inflict the listeners too much more. Oh, do Although it's been lovely having you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's been um, highly informative. Carl and I have been busy, and, we, and as our um, trio, Carolines Capuchin. Yeah, it's a trio, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is a trio. The three of us. Um, we released a new song, Exciting. which I thought would be nice to stick on the podcast. Which is in we, demo. And also, we say new, but it's, it's over, literally over a year old, but I haven't told anyone this. Yeah, we can't. It was. <laughs> we did. We started. Fooling around, didn't we? When um, we had a gig back mm. then, around that sort of time, we started having a little rehearsal and we had a little jam and you had some parts and and you sent some parts over to Robbie for some drums and mm-hmm. uh, put some bass down on it and sort of mixed it up and cut it up and stuff. And, yeah, and yeah. In the old studio. But it's very it's very demo-based at the minute, especially, like, sound quality. But I'm, I'm pleased with the direction it's going. So uh, we thought it would be nice just to... Um Put you under a little bit of pressure here, Adam. I'll stick it on. Okay. Oh god. And then see what you think. And see what you think. It's not. It's not. It's so worry about my mouth. It's <laughs> on fire. No. Oh, no. I'm in pain. So no, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> You've done well. Okay. All right. Here, I'll stick on. I'll stick on.
I don't know. This is called Idea One, which is a bit a slice, shit name. No, wouldn't it call a slice of prolific? Oh, yeah. Because we thought we were going to do loads, and we didn't. We and then like, the whole year passed. And the whole year passed, <laughs> and, we, and we just did a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> what do you, did, you, did you enjoy that? I did enjoy it, Pretty, yeah. Completely on the spot. <laughs> completely on the spot. Um, it reminded me of um, a band called Junip. All right. Which is... Can you remember that Sony advert with the bouncing balls? Okay. And that song... Heartbeats, yeah, which yeah. is Jose Gonzalez, which yeah. was a cover of I think The Knife or something, which is a Swedish yeah. band. But he plays in a band called Junip, and it's very, very similar to that. Oh. Um, and that's you know that's something I would definitely listen to on a oh, that, on, right? on a nice on a nice drive up to an airport or something. Yeah, cool. a nice quiet drive one evening. That's yeah, no, it's nice. It's really good. Oh, thank I really you very much. Well, to check that band out. There's more to come. I hope. Well, we've got a live album coming, haven't we? Oh yeah, exciting. <laughs> We found a load of old old recordings, like literally just desk recordings from yeah. two thousand and six, some mm-hmm. of them two thousand and five. Some craziness. Oh, yeah. Cotton Carl was a young man. <laughs> 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 oh lordy. And there was some uh, yeah, you look sometimes you look back and laugh, sometimes you look back and just die <laughs> embarrassment. Embarrassment. God, did I, but anyway. Did I actually say that in front yeah, of yeah, people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently I did. But so I we, so we've had it remastered. Matt Glass I don't even know Matt Glass Paul. Yeah, yeah, no, when I was at college he was one of my he was one of my teachers. So yeah. Oh there you go. Yeah. He went back and remastered them all for us. Amazing. Cool. Like, I know it sounded about a million times better and we're gonna release it as other kind of our lives. Amazing. Exciting. Some good moments. It's really good moments, yeah. Fun to fun <laughs> I think you had one more question card, didn't you, before we let Adam go? I, um, I, on a champion, beginners. <laughs> Fair enough, go for it. You know, you know what I mean? Because like, beginners, yeah. beginners have a hard time and, yeah. they, and they don't know, it, it's they don't a whole, know what's what. It's a new it's, world, they don't know what that's going field, on. Isn't it, of course know? it is, yeah. And there's so many people who just want to, oh, I want to be a guitar player, I want to be a bass player and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And, you know, it's it's big enough to get your dad to go and buy your guitar, you know, and yeah. all this sort of stuff. But they don't know. They no, don't know what don't feels know. good. They don't know, you know. So your advice? Uh, go into a shop um, and play as many guitars as they will let you. Yeah. As, a, as a beginner, obviously, working in a shop, it's been... That can be intimidating. Uh, it's it, it, intimidating and... Yeah, especially when they sort of plug you into a Marshall stack. You know, yeah. oh, there's all these people here and I've got to play it. And all. But yeah, just go in there, try out a few different guitars, yeah. shape styles, makes, all that sort of stuff, and and see what feels right to you. And hopefully, if, if, if they've kept all their guitars set up properly, then you, you'll all automatically know, that plays really that nice. That feels nice. That yeah. feels good. I should, I should yeah. buy this. And you know, go from there. It's it, you know, it's, it's cool. all it's all horses. Of course, all right, so at the once, end of the day, once he's bought, he or she has bought the guitar mm-hmm. or bass. Have you got some? Have you got some standard things to help them look after it in those initial learning years? Have you got? Um, so keep it clean. I know that sounds really stupid and a little bit OCD, but dust gets. Everywhere. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of static going on in the guitar, isn't there, with the pickups and do they not attract dust? Yeah. So, you know, it will get in all the horrible corners that you can't quite get to, and, you know, you can get into the control cavities and it will get through the pots and everything will be all crackly and horrible. And just keep it clean, especially if you've got it on a stand and you don't play it for three weeks, it will, it will gather dust because, mm-hmm. you know, that's 
it's what happens, you know, it happens to my instruments, I'm sure it happens to, you know, your guys' instruments as well. But keep it clean, wipe it, you know, if, if you're, it sounds a bit weird, but if, if you are slightly sweatier than, than other people, I am. Then, then definitely keep it, <laughs> definitely keep it clean. Um, and listen to it. If it starts sounding weird and you don't quite know what's going on, take it to someone and say, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel like it used to. What's happened to it? How can I fix it? Can you fix it? What, what, what's it doing? Um, and more than likely, if it's, if it's a good shop, then they would like, oh, you know, this is, this is what's happening. Blah, 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 blah. This is what you need to do. I can do it for you. It will cost X amount. It just needs this, or I can just tweak the trust rod for you, whatever. But, don't ever fight an instrument because if as, as soon as your instrument starts not playing properly, you won't want to play it. Mm-hmm. So take it to someone because you know at the end of the day it, it's your instrument. You've paid yeah that's two hundred three hundred four you know exactly. however much for it. You want it to play the best it possibly can, um, and yeah, just just love it. I know it sounds yeah. stupid, but mm. really sort of fall in love with your instrument and just and look after it. Don't keep it in a bag. That's one thing we always used to say when people were starting. Don't don't keep it in a bag because it's in a bag. It's covered up. You won't look at it. Yeah. Put it on a stand. Yeah. The only sort of disadvantage, as I said, was the dust. But you know, get a duster from the cupboard downstairs or whatever, and just give it a quick. It's better than playing it. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you'll see it and you'll walk past it and be like, oh, "I've got five minutes. I'll have a play on that." Yeah. Well, that's yes, exactly it, and that's mm. all it takes. And it's all it takes. And five, if it's if, five minutes yeah. a day, you know what I mean. Mm. You're, you're a teacher. I don't know if you've got that. Yeah. I remember being told when I was starting. Uh, five minutes a day to start with. Um, mm-hmm. If you do something good, and you, you, you know, put it down possibly, you know, because then you want to do that. You want to pick it up again. Yeah, you know what I mean, or carry on until. But if you get frustrated with it, definitely put it down. Yeah, exactly. You know, and simple things like that. Mm. You know, but but carrying on about care and stuff now. When you say clean, are we talking baby wipes? What are we talking here? Are talking? Um, no, you can <laughs> you can buy proper guitar polish. They come in little squirty bottles. Dunlop do them. Quite a lot of different manufacturers sort of do them so just get a guitar polish if you've got like a, a, a dark um fingerboard like rosewood or ebony uh that's naturally got an oil in it so you didn't need to replenish that oil so you just get lemon oil and then you rub that in and it, it, it the reason you do that is so it doesn't dry out and then crack because as soon as your fretboard cracks, then you've got to buy, you know, you've got to replace that. You can't do it with maple, though, can you? you can't use lemon. Not with maple. maple because it's it's not as porous. Hmm. Because it's because of the grain on it, you don't you just don't need to do it. All right. Um, some maple fretboards will have a finish on top, so in theory you're just putting oil on lacquer, which you know just yeah. makes it all oil and slippery and horrible. So maple next you don't need to do it with. Um, just general guitar polish will clean it up. Mm. Um, so yeah, just just keep it clean and, and keep it in in eyesight when it's in your room and stuff, and just play it. Yeah, that's it. Good advice. Pretty much. So, well, a lot, well, that's a fantastic note to end on. I think. Yeah. Thank you very much for coming in. Well, oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. That was fantastic. It's fantastic. And where can people find you? If they um, they can find me on um, Facebook, which is uh, if you search for Southampton Guitar Repairs, mm-hmm. that is me. I, I repair things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on Instagram um, with the same name, and I have a website which is obviously Southampton Guitar. Your Instagram repairs. is great. I was looking through it the other day. Isn't Thank it? you Lots very much. Lots of interesting stuff going on. Yeah, I, I try and keep 
yeah, a post today, you know, yeah. something interesting, something that I find, you know, fascinating, which, you know, some people might not, some people will. It's, it's one of those things, but if, as long as I'm nibbling away and, yeah. and there's something, something always there, something always to look at and you might learn something. That's cool. But yeah, cool. so Sam's Very Guitar cool. Repairs is me. I, I fix things and I love doing it. <laughs> Um, Carl's got his notebook out. <laughs> this, this notebook is, is now famous. Perhaps, perhaps your notebook should have its own Instagram account. <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that a bit of I've just got the fear, because I know if we're ending, I know something daft is about to happen, and I've got the fear, and I'm, I don't feel ready. I never feel ready. So I'm going to put my guitar up. Adam, your bass is still, still getting stuff. There we go, there we go. So, um, by episode seven, it's probably gone past a... It's definitely a tradition now that we start with a song and we end with a song. Um, are you brought lyrics in? No, they're not lyrics. <laughs> What's this? Then? I'm going to sing yeah. a list of songs I've well, written. Well, this sounds good. This, this, is the, this, is the, this is the titles of the songs right. that I want to record, and I'm going to try and sing them. Yeah. Okay. So it's not. <laughs> it's not even lyrics. I got nothing. I got. There's a shopping list in here. Brilliant. Oh, okay. It's like a, a life list. Change pants. Buy new socks. Change pants. Once a week. Once. I've got a list here of stuff to buy, and it's just got C string and grip tape. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to ask. I don't even know. I just, it's just that old, this bloody book. Oh, so there's another list new cordless phone. TV aerial lead, plastic boxes. Get them from Nick at work. <laughs> I, can't, I don't even remember working with a guy called Nick. <laughs> All right, do you want to lay down a funky groove, Adam? I can remember it from earlier.